Hello everyone, welcome to episode 38 of Octane Verma's podcast. How are you doing? What's I your am. name? Who am I? Right, I am your host Akshay, joined by my co-host Sayan. Hi. And on this episode 38, that's that's a big count, that's a big count. Like, Yes, and we say the same thing every damn week. <laughs> not week, every yeah. episode. No, not really, not really. But yeah, we do, we do say that. 38 is, is, is actually a good number, plus also... Uh, considering that we are getting a reasonably good number of uh, listeners plus I think by now we have gotten the hang of how to go about a podcast a bit a bit (laughs) 38 episodes yeah took took us only 38 episodes and what three and a half years we started it in the beginning of 2020 yes before covid or after covid no it was before covid Uh, we planned to start it on like new year 2020 Right. We actually started it a month late because obviously February, okay. Uh, uh, but yes, that's that's not a not a bad start. Plain sailing so far. Yeah, yeah. We we tried to record some episodes in COVID as well uh, over uh, like calls Zoom and call. stuff. Yeah, but that that was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. But there is a reason why I'm going back to our very first episode. Right. Which like do we want to pick on that already or like do you start? Let's off? let's do our usual. Start with F1 MotoGP a little. Okay, not I have a lot to talk about. I do not have a lot to talk about because the last race uh, was. I think in the last episode we said that Max Verstappen might win the championship in the next. Yeah, so he sprint. did. He did win in the sprint. Uh, Which yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I've even forgotten what the uh, race was. Oh damn. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, post that, the the race in the last weekend was uh, at Kota, yep. uh, which I did not watch because the sp- the timings, the timings. Yes, like the sprint was fairly late, yeah. and like obviously I would pick riding Sunday morning rather than watching people race about on a Saturday night. Right. And it was like fairly late. So obviously like it, it, the, the choice was between either like riding my, riding on the track or like between this. Did you get to watch the highlights? I, I did not actually. Okay. I did not. Because uh, I, I don't know, like the general sentiment around the, the sprint was not uh, very positive. Like, like people were bored, like people right. found the race boring. So I, I did not. Honestly, I lost uh like some interest there okay did you i watched the highlights for the race not the sprint right okay yeah so the race was i think it was pretty interesting and obviously hamilton and leclerc they were disqualified. disqualified yes was the news yeah but uh okay yeah so that was sparking some controversy i have not watched the race but like like apparently their floor height was not Correct. The wooden plank which is placed underneath the floor. Right. So it didn't have the required body. Tolerances. Tolerances, yes. Right. Um, so so a couple of jokes going around. Yes. Uh, because Ferrari was posting photos of Leclerc going around a corner and like sparks flying. Right. Uh, which like people are <laughs> laughing about. Like it aged like milk. Because those sparks flying meant that the floor was uh, a bit lower scrapped, than yeah. lower than usual, um, and like so that did not help. But also uh, there were conversations going around the fact that they they checked four cars, right, and out of that two were disqualified, right, 
which uh, probably indicate a, a more wider cars, problem right. and more cars uh, have been yeah that should have led to more cars being checked interesting right Huh. I mean, I I don't know how like these selections are random, obviously. Oh yes. Uh, but like it's it's an interesting case because if fifty percent of your of your sample space uh, are not able to uh, sort of cross the threshold, right? Uh, it it warrants more being checked. Mm. What do you what do you think on that? It's true. It's true. I mean, uh, they should have checked more cars. Yeah. But uh, but since like Verstappen has already won the championship, I think no. But still, like, like I, I know, I know. But <laughs> even people have lost interest now. In yeah, I, I did not watch the race. I mean, like although like we knew Verstappen was winning the championship long back, right? Uh, but I, I think I simply did not watch because of opposite time zones. Like it right. did not feel worth the effort. True. As simple as that. But yeah. what's what's with MotoGP? Before MotoGP, I uh, I wanted to talk about like the Las Vegas. Grand Prix that's going to happen. Okay, there is something new on that. No, nothing new. Uh, let's see how it happens. Yeah, of course. But like, like we've already spoken a fair and, bit about uh, also about Andriati getting into F1. There's a lot of uh, two things. Let's yeah. just start with Andriati. Right. Okay. So I think a couple of months back, FIA like uh, Formula One gave the go ahead for Andriati to get into F1. They did. But uh, then other teams are not very happy that the an eleventh team is going to be added into the whole thing because the money gets divided yes so obviously a part of their income is going to go yeah and uh, this guy Aston Martin boss yes uh, Lawrence Stroll he actually like they posted a whole video right. of, of him trying to make a case for not adding a new team right which uh, honestly feels like a shit move uh, for like Lawrence Stroll yeah like I'm, I'm just saying okay uh, see people are not stupid like people know what is happening people know why they are like okay as audience we want more more cars on the grid right but we understand why teams do not want more cars on the grid right uh, but like like whatever PR version bullshit story you are selling in a dramatically directed side lit video like we can see through that already. Right, right, right. So I, I'm not sure if it is adding anything. I'm, I'm like, I'm just saying, uh, are you trying to gain public support with that? You're not gonna do that. People who think new team should be added, they think new team should be right, added. Right. People who do not, they do not. That is like that video is not gonna. Yeah, change you can anything. you can simply argue on the technicalities of it. You can do that, but making you, a video and a stupid video and trying to right. I, I'm just saying, like a public video is not right, doing right. anything. You can do media interviews and all to make a case, right? Right, and like let the media tell your story in a twisted version or however you, you want, want to do it, and get along with other teams and put ahead your protest. Right, yeah, but but like uh, Lawrence Stroll sitting in a in a dark and like like well lit video right. Netflix Drive to Survive style. Right. Uh, I am not sure what that is achieving. Right. But uh, again, and it felt shitty. Yeah. It felt shitty. It felt petty. Quite true. Yeah. But uh, a billionaire uh, crying about money. Sorry, sorry, I cut you off. But yeah. like a billionaire crying about money, like there, there is no fucking way you can make that look good. <laughs> true. Uh, but uh, it's not all plain sailing for Andriati. For a lot of reasons. Formula One is not very interested in getting Andriati involved. They want GM to be involved, but not Andriati. 
So they have told uh, GM to find other partners. That's what's happening. That's what's new. Right, but it, it's gonna be uh, what Andretti and uh, Cadillac, right? GM, right? Huh? So yeah. that it's gonna. But be... they they told like GM to find some other partner, not Andretti. Yeah. I I, I, I do not understand why. Like the, that that name has uh, racing history, especially like America and Formula One. This otherwise there's very little history between America and. Formula right, One. right. Huh. But but also like like uh, again. From my limited understanding, that name would bring in some American fans. Could be. It should, ideally, because right. American team and a, a popular Formula One name, like they have, I would say they have credentials inside US and outside, right. which is a good combo for the sport. Right. Right. Like, like uh, I'm, I'm just saying, like, for instance, I I'm sure they're seeing something which we don't. No, of, of course, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I speak from a position of limited experience. I speak simply as a spectator. Right. But, uh, but Liberty Media, I think F1 is very, like, interested in getting G- GM. Of course. Uh, but not Andrea D. I don't know why. There's something which we don't see. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So that's that. And interesting that you picked up uh, Lawrence Stroll and Aston Martin. Why? So there are some rumors going around that Lawrence Stroll might be... In process of selling his selling team. Aston Martin, yes. Okay. Yeah. So obviously the team has categorically said that there's nothing happening there. That's all, that 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 is something that always happens, right? Right. But uh, there are rumors that Aramco is already in talks of selling the team. Uh, they are basically, you know, uh, putting in the conversation with Saudi uh, public fund, and they are paying around eight hundred million to get the team. Okay. Uh, the negotiations are already on. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons is uh, Lance Stroll is losing interest, and which can be seen in a lot of videos and his previous performance. Which actually, sorry, so I had forgotten what the last race was. Uh, now I remember Qatar GP. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know how we forgot that, like how I forgot that, because it was a fairly controversial race as well. And I'm not sure if we've spoken about that on the no, podcast. No, Did no, we? No. When was our uh, our last episode? It was before Qatar GP. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, do I do a I week before that? Do I need to check that? You need to. Oh, it it was before Qatar GP. I, I I can see that I posted the last episode on on fifth. Okay. So posted on fifth and the Qatar GP was sixth to eighth. Okay. Uh, so but we recorded a couple of days before Qatar. Yeah, GP. obviously. I remember obviously. we talking about Verstappen winning the championship there. Right. Yeah. So okay, like let's go back to Qatar GP then, which is something we should have done before we spoke about uh, the US Grand. Yeah, the heat and everything that happened there. That and like because you mentioned the stroll thing. Lance stroll. Yeah. Right. Uh, so one thing that happened was uh, Lance stroll pushed his trainer out of the way, like like shoved. sort of like physically yeah, yeah. shoved him. Away, which is obviously in like like poor optics for an athlete. Threw his steering wheel outside the. That also car. happened. Yes. yes, a lot of things. Yeah, but another major factor, and we are gonna talk about that. Obviously, both of us will have opinions on it. Right. Was that the heat and humidity conditions were extreme? Right. And that saw a lot of drivers suffering physically. Retiring. Uh, uh, he Liam Lawson yeah, he retired. People throwing up in their helmets. And like we know, Ocon I think threw up in his helmet mid race. Albon. Albon and Ocon was in a very terrible state. Yeah, and multiple other drivers Alonso. like 
they they were in bad shape alonso was still in a better shape like some actually like right after they finished the race they rushed Lando to the Oros. ambulance nando oros i remember piastri was even getting onto the podium he was almost like right he couldn't walk right it was that bad yeah so and like uh, uh, so and like in the cool down route in the cool down route we have, we have never seen the the winners like lying on the floor right so uh, there are both sides of the argument going around and i do not see uh, an other side to it i, I think martin brundle martin brundle yeah. that, that's exactly what okay. i was coming to and not just brundle but many others right so martin brundle is saying it's like okay in my head there seems to be only one logical side to it cuz like these conditions were extreme and something has to be done about it right obviously it's not easy to just remove the race but it is it something has to be done which is moving it to a better time right moving it to a time when the weather is better because like drivers they cannot be put through that abuse they are competing at the peak of their physical ability right the peak of their skill right but if they are actually struggling to even stay conscious right that's not it's about a safety concern yeah that's not about pushing to the limit that's about abuse that's right. that's literally abuse and it, it creates a safety it's cre- it creates a, a safety a concern major safety course. concern yeah. right but but also like at that point they're not competing yeah yeah at that they're struggling they're, to stay there they are just struggling yeah right which which doesn't make sense right? right and that seems to be the only logical argument in my head which is true martin brundel says otherwise right uh he says that like this this shows how uh, much of an athlete it's you are it's a test are. of their endurance test of and their, their endurance how that, that's bullshit yeah like even if the best guys and like these are some of the best athletes in the world they are they are at like they are the peak of like human, human performance yeah. yeah they are the peak of human performance physical performance, physical performance that exists and not just physical mental as well right, right. like they're just like somewhere near the top even with their mental performance because right. of how much stress they are under right. in racing conditions and outside of that right if they are crumbling under it there is there is no there is no point of uh, like competing in you those conditions you can argue like Yeah, you can't make that argument right, like right. Huh? and like Martin Brundel with his experience in like cars that have no g-force and racing around in Europe is talking shit right while his son has a very opposing opinion on right, the twitter right. same day only yeah he did uh, so yeah that, that that's what i wanted to talk about i think you would agree very much with what i'm it, saying it right? is true it's true like even during uh, motogp bharat which we saw uh, the kind of conditions and we like it was clear that they can't suffer in those conditions because it becomes a safety hazard it does it does jorge martin passed out afterwards they, right? he didn't pass out but he was in a very bad condition like he, he could not stand and like like right, the right. team had to sort of support him and in like that kind of heat if the rider is not able to think properly right. perform properly it becomes a safety hazard for the right uh, the life of those riders is, is at stake R- absolutely uh, so there is there is no you can't argue against it right right yeah so so that that's what like qatar gp sort it of stupid trying to defend that i don't know yeah and and see okay a couple of other factors i feel that played here um one is of course like last year the race was later in the calendar okay when the weather gets a bit better okay this year it was placed at a different time thankfully next year it is again later in the year okay which would again hopefully allow okay. for better weather conditions okay the second part is resurfacing of the track 
Okay, that I'm not aware of. Okay, so the track was recently resurfaced, which is why uh, there was a limitation of maximum 18 laps, I believe, because uh, Pirelli saw some unusual wear on the tire. Okay. So during the race, there was a limit of 18 laps. Okay. Like you can do a maximum of 18 laps on a set of tires. Okay. Which is ridiculously low, which like led to four stop situations. Right. Now. when you know you are pulling a tire for 18 laps only right you are like again, again this is just a poorly thought out theory probably you're pushing more you're pushing more okay. and like throughout the race and it is already extreme weather conditions and you are pushing sort of qualifying level performance throughout the race could be well i'm just saying like they would be pushing a bit more yeah, if there is more logic yes yeah right uh, so I, i feel that also contributed to where the the drivers could be could be sort of arrived and in such conditions lander or has made that world record of the fastest pit stop in the 1.8 yes. seconds yes well, not lander or is the team the team yeah. <laughs> i'm saying lander or is his car right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean like uh, it's it's like the top is mclaren and rest of it is red bull right uh but yes but like like i'm i'm happy for how mclaren has been doing for a while now right first couple of races they were like nowhere at the bottom first many races first couple of races yeah, yeah. many races so many races like they they've, they've gotten their uh, now act. it's like westrappen and piastri and landers yes, and, and on podium yeah and at some point we were feeling bad for piastri somehow hamilton came on the podium and again he was pushed out <laughs> yeah yeah you know in in this case uh, hamilton did not He was on the podium, no, on uh, in this Kota race. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Qatar. Qatar, no, 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 he. No, no, Qatar, no, I'm not talking about Kota. Qatar, me, Qatar, me crashed out, no. I'm talking about Kota. Uh-huh. Okay, ha, uh-huh. Kota. Yeah, so that. Yeah, that. Obviously, in Hamilton, the very first corner, he crashed with uh, his teammate. Right. Uh, by the way, I was looking at some uh, statistic. I think someone had shared on Twitter, and apparently Hamilton, like for the number of race starts, has like percentage of times he has. crashed out because of driver error is actually one of the lowest okay verstappen obviously we know like he's crashed out shit ton of times right because of driver error so apparently for for hamilton that's actually fairly low oh nice yeah okay uh, i mean like like there is no denying that he's a fucking top shelf driver yeah but uh, anyway uh, <laughs> but matlab yeah that's that anyway i think let's let's uh, move from this now uh, i think yeah so uh, lanstrol not happy with his performance Lawrence Stroll might sell the team. That's the news. That's that, a rumor. That's, I'm not saying yeah, yeah. it's the news, but that might happen. Eight hundred million dollars, yeah. which is actually not a good price, because other teams are all above one billion dollars right now. The better teams, right? And Aston Martin, at least in the first part of the, the first half of the season, they were they actually were the, like the, one of the better ones. Yeah, on the second spot, right? Right that's behind the yeah. Red Bull. Yeah, but yeah, other teams are picked up now. So anyway, that's with. Formula One, MotoGP. Right. Yes, the competition is still on for a very short period of time. Uh, Bagnaia lost his lead. Right. Uh, your uh, Jorge Martin, you know, came on top. Right. But uh, in Phillip Island, it was obviously a heartbreaking moment for uh, Jorge Martin. He was leading the race throughout, uh, but he was on softs. Right. A uh, rear soft tire. which in the very last lap gave up and he went from first to fifth right it was terrible and bagnaia obviously uh, right, right there too sort of and uh, the sprint where uh, 
Jorge Martin generally does well. It was cancelled because of the bad weather. Oh, right. It was shuffled, right? Yes. The race happened on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it happened on Saturday and Sunday because obviously they knew the weather's not going to be good. So right. So they moved, moved. they moved the race from Sunday to Saturday, which was... Fun. What, what happened to Moto2 and Moto3 for that? That happened. But That uh, happened on Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. Okay, so those happened on that, that Sunday. Happened. But by the time uh, it came for the sprint, MotoGP sprint, it was, okay. it was raining pretty bad. Okay. But anyway, uh, Zarco won his first MotoGP race, MotoGP. Right. Uh, in so many years. It's such a surprising thing because when he came into MotoGP, he was considered as One the next thing, uh-huh. next big the thing. True, right? true, true. But after so many years, there were so many memes, so many funny memes that were going around showing more of... Uh, Zarko as a 50-year-old, 60-year-old. <laughs> but yeah, he won his first MotoGP race. Right. Uh, so in, in Formula 1, I think... Uh, who who has been... I think Norris right now is, is somewhere near uh, the top for maximum races without, without a podium. Yeah. Uh, not, not a win, uh, without win, a win. win. Right. Yeah. I think the closest he came was Sochi. In right. 2021, like that, that was heartbreaking. That right. was heartbreaking because it started. Piastri has got a win, right? No, no, no. No. In he, this year, it's only Perez and Verstappen who have won, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Moving on from motorsports. Right. And what do we arrive at? I think let's go back to where we started. Uh, our podcast or today's episode? Both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Okay, uh, so I started this episode talking about our very first episode. Okay, 2020, Jan, February. 2020, Jan of Abias. Um, so why I brought that up uh, is because I received a, an email from Mozilla recently. You received an email? Uh, so Mozilla keeps sending these mailers around privacy. So Mozilla... Uh, I mean, they, they make a web browser, of course. Right. But like the Mozilla organization, they, they what do Mozilla, something, whatever they, they call it. But they, they are, uh, I would say, active advocates of data privacy. Right. We know that. Yeah. Uh, so this email, obviously, like usually I just ignore these because like working in the, the tech space, I keep getting bombarded with a lot of stuff and like uh, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who who actively give a shit about data privacy and like stuff like that. This one caught my attention because this was talking about cars. Okay. Uh, So so they were talking about like so they they were getting people to sign petitions uh, around regulations for data collection inside cars. Okay. Now, if you remember the very first episode and like the very first topic we picked on this podcast was exactly this right. about three and a half years ago, right? Uh, where we were talking about ke, like our modern cars are collecting way too much data, yes. sometimes in the tunes of like GBs of data generated uh, in like by the collective sensors on our cars right? and being stored in like at times even the companies do not know how they're going to use it right so that like sort of chicken has come home to roost <laughs> uh, three and a half years later right i can, like the first thing i can confidently say told you so told you like so. so this is something we were right about like this is going to happen we have 
had couple of such moments right oh lot of them but electric like scooters in this yeah but like, this feels like a bigger win because this was the very first one right very first episode very first episode very first conversation 38 episodes later we can confidently say we were right and this is something we we, we need to talk about it's we a, need to talk about it's a very more. important very serious topic right kind of you know skimp upon and right i think in general uh, in general people are not very i would say privacy focused yeah especially when it comes to cars and honestly with with most think about it, like if you are even using your apps or anything still people think about it like with cars people don't like they don't give a shit uh, i think the difference is uh, simply because some brands have made it their marketing message like apple right okay apple actively talks about privacy yes except the thing is you cannot you cannot outsource your privacy to organizations hmm apple like honestly apple uh, they they themselves have very questionable permission management systems for their own apps right right so the my point is you cannot you cannot blank like in a in a blanket way look at organizations third party organizations to do that but again i i digress Yeah. The point is, because privacy started becoming a conversation, some companies, some apps, they started jumping in the scene right. and were like, "Can I do it? We are doing better than the others. Right. Choose us." Like, like for the mapping app that we had, we were very actively discarding uh, user data that we were generating because right. again, we 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 were choosing privacy for ourselves and we wanted to offer that to our users. right in cars i'm glad like the conversations are starting now finally right and hopefully we'll see the same direction right like now people will edu- like this is this is the starting of it right this is beginning of it and like some uh, eu is trying to formulate regulations around it right eu is yes eu is in the process of dra- drafting regulations around it right uh, so hopefully that is going to catalyze the conversations and what about it- us So in US, uh, I am aware that California is looking at it. Okay. Um, I don't know what looking at it means. Okay. Because EU says they are drafting, which also sort of counts as looking at it. कि मतलब ये भी like figuring shit out and then we'll roll out the regulations. Okay. California is in a. Mozilla is what it's trying to start a petition. To Mozilla is yes, they're just trying to make noise about it and like get okay. more people to. uh like sort of voice their opinions on it and like join the movement get the conversation started get the okay. conversation started interesting which would be a good starting point right. because uh, but like the thing is right now these conversations are coming via mozilla and the likes right. that would not drive it into the mainstream right most people who would receive this mail would probably just ignore it because right. you need a overlap of people who give a shit about cars and people who use mozilla Mozilla right. already has like what eleven percent browser market very, share, right? <laughs> very little. Yeah, insignificant. Yeah, yeah. no, not like okay, eleven percent is not insignificant, but, but like yes. small. And, and the overlap with automotive industry is like right, very little. Yes, and like people who would actually care, but I I hope this is this is a good starting right. point. This is, starts the conversation, and that's where I think some companies will try to be better than better than the others. Like some will try to be the the Apple. Right. Of this take the charge of saying that uh-huh. we we are right. we are we care about you. We are giving you more control, right. or we care about you. We are not doing this. That makes sense. I I hope that happens because right now it is sketchy as fuck, and if you want to 
go back to a poorly recorded episode which had lot more details on this right. you can go to our very first episode right and refer to it but yeah to get the conversation started is very important and it's a good step taken by mozilla yeah though we we expected this to take a different direction didn't we okay how so i forgot the very first episode well <laughs> i'm understanding it so like in a half years that that's a long time that's a fairly long time i've lost more hair in that uh <laughs> but yes, no, but are. no uh, my my point is uh, about like so we were expecting that at some point the car companies themselves will sort of create some sort of a i would say coalition or a governing body or sort of a organization right which is at like, least in his history if we go back into history that's what they have done exactly exactly like they'll they'll sort of create a self governing kind of right body like okay hum log ye ye nahi karenge type right we expected that to like for them to do that so that they can avoid um like attention government from, peeking into them their their workings and all right exactly at, exactly attracting attention yeah. which they don't want yeah yeah so that is something we that expected. has not happened which is which is surprising which is surprising like maybe they thought they'll get away with this and people don't care about much discord between all the companies uh, honestly we have seen them coming together on much uh, smaller stuff like 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 cheating on diesel emissions <laughs> like like everyone in the right. eu was involved right right everyone in eu like there was volkswagen there was bmw there was daimler Right. The Porsche, only, the Porsche was under under VW. VW right? Yeah, like everyone was involved. The only one who was not penalized was Daimler because they they were the whistleblowers. Right. But like the point is, we have seen people come together for fraud. Right. Uh, I think we we could reasonably expect these companies to come together for. But fooling. Uh, I think Tesla is the biggest stakeholder here, and uh, somehow Tesla and the legacy companies there is big what is it gap. in what sense in communication trying to come together work together don't you think so yeah but still uh, that would not stop the others from trying to do that mm. like that would still not stop uh, like two three four major companies uh, trying to do that okay like i'm just saying like even even the the european manufacturers right uh, i mean i i honestly expected something like that to happen but tesla is the, still the company which is collecting the most data we know we, we don't know we don't know yeah, to be isn't, honest isn't that true i mean it 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 is more probable yeah. but we don't know in absolute terms how much they are right. collecting and how much the rest are collecting okay yeah yeah so like we can't say that with confidence that tesla is the one collecting right, the most right. it like tesla seems to be the li- likely candidate for collecting the most data yes but we don't have it's not data backed uh, it's not data it's just like assumption right, right. from observation which which matlab like seems right. likely but yes this will be um, an interesting development to to watch to track right what do you think the the next steps are going to be from the car companies oh interesting i think if the conversation picks up they will huddle up yeah they are if the conversation picks up i mean still there is not that too much is, noise yeah exactly that that's what i was wondering like like whether they'll try to but uh, okay eu regulation coming in would would change something right could be but let's see how it falls out yeah because the regulation will force them into a spot all we know is that they're working on it 
they are working on the, the, the framework they working on the framework when it comes how's it going to be i i think they're targeting they they 2024 okay yeah. okay which which is uh, which isn't too far right if the noise is there big enough then obviously they'll hurdle up probably probably uh, i mean obviously initially there will be push back from these companies yes like there always is but anyway uh, this this is something we're going to keep watching okay. uh, moving on uh, sorry did you see the new yamaha that i shared with you the other day not me but the entire off road group that we have right right matlab yes beautiful looking machine beautiful looking machines so, sorry the, i think both of us okay before we we, we said context we are yeah. talking about yamaha xsr 900 gp right yeah continue i think both of us initially passed it off as a either a one off build by some company right or Listen, some actual some, classic or some classic right yeah. i i actually thought it was a build a one off okay. build by some some custom uh, you know shop okay so i came across is uh, came across it on twitter right and i was scrolling i spotted because i initially i immediately noticed that there are not it has a mono shock yeah i did not i did not i did so yeah. it was no, like, it looked very modern but, but you you uh, so you saw it first in the photos i shared no i saw it on instagram okay yeah, yeah. so that that's where like okay so i was just like scrolling on twitter i spotted one like yellow red motorcycle look classic type okay and i just kept scrolling cuz like okay maybe someone is posting photos of some motorcycle from the 80s because right. it looks very much straight out of it looks like a gp motorcycle from 80s 80s yeah. yes and then like a bit more scrolling and i saw the same photos again right and that's where i took a pause like okay why are people sharing photos of an old motorcycle suddenly right and that's when i noticed that okay it's not an old motorcycle and so the, the telltale signs were the indicators and the headlight the tiny headlight if it would yeah, have no, been but, a gp motorcycle then obviously yeah but you are scrolling instagram which has x number of posts and i'm right, scrolling right. twitter which has 10x number of posts in a single scroll right right uh, so that that was the difference you, that you, is the reason why i thought it was a custom build yeah okay uh, i mean i but anyway not a production motorcycle yeah. but beautiful looking but motorcycle. nevertheless beautiful looking motorcycle and uh, okay you remember the speed triple 1200 rr yes. yes i liked that you did not i think uh i did like the aesthetically it looked a, looked like a beautiful motorcycle but i was waiting for uh, daytona. A, a daytona version of the speed triple not street triple speed triple okay yeah a uh, fair enough so matlab like but it looked beautiful it looked beautiful yeah, right yeah, okay i i, I remember you saying otherwise but okay yeah. retro modern motorcycle look nice but i was waiting for a daytona hmm. version uh, of the I'll, i'll i'll tag the old episode where you say otherwise okay okay uh, but it's okay you can change your opinion and be on the right side for once right <laughs> and you're getting old you don't remember things <laughs> okay okay take take set me but like anyway i just brought it up because it was a beautiful motorcycle right. and i feel like more companies should do this like it's fine a lot of companies are actually doing it right all of a sudden we are looking like a lot of car okay. ca- um, motorcycle makers share examples all the latest 400s uh okay yeah they are all all or retro right they are like sort of retro modern yes okay but like okay but okay 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 but that segment and even xsr 900 itself the motorcycle xsr 900 model. was sort of a retro right. uh, modern motorcycle but okay what i'm saying is ke 
in case of retro most companies have been looking at the retro classic market not the right. retro sport that's right. the point i'm trying to make that i think it is uh, like we had the continental gt we had the interceptor bonville thruxton uh, your like javas or like the triumph bobber right uh, like all of these were retro classic classics right. none of these were like re- none, of, none were retro gp sport. motorcycles right sport motorcycle yeah. right yeah so that that's the point i'm trying to make uh, right right i can't remember any sporty motorcycle yeah i mean like the, the triumph was the, Maybe the only triumph, one. yeah it came the closest it came the closest that was the only one i can i can think of which and was not very retro it was but like, like it was still a like sort of a retro model like it, it was not as retro as this one this looks properly retro yeah and absolutely very beautiful with that like yellow and red uh, color right, scheme right right but yeah so that's the point like not not more retro classic right more sporty more more other segments in general i mean like more more like retro adv type so just uh, desert x honestly looks yes it is desert x looks it like retro looks like modern 80 dakar motorcycle right? yes exactly so yeah, that, yeah. that that's like cool i mean it's, it looks like the original africa twin it does yeah. it does uh, even this prelia 660 torek torek i think torek torek yeah yeah that too looks fairly uh, does it it does in some colors the headlight i don't know it doesn't look very side profile it does it does to a degree uh, but yeah that, that's the that's the but yeah interesting new sort of i absolutely forgot about the desert x yeah so desert x and see also there is uh, there is a higher degree of respect for designs that that bring aesthetics without compromising too much on the function Right. I mean, like Bonneville is one motorcycle which I like for that. Like they they keep that air cooled engine look and everything with right. with like a proper proper modern motorcycle. Right. So so that's there. Right. Anyway, since you talked about uh, this Yamaha motorcycle, let's also talk about Tokyo Motor Show, which has been now renamed into something I forgot. Oh. Yeah, okay. It has been renamed. <clears throat> okay. Anything. So a lot of concepts which were showcased. Okay. Mazda showcased a concept which is the most important car new Suzuki Swift continue. <laughs> you talk about it. No, I don't want Four to talk about it. Four generation Z. I don't give a shit. Sorry, continue. Anyway, nobody no. nobody nobody But listening to this podcast gives a shit. I'm just joking. Oh no, a lot of them might actually drive. No, no, no. Our 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 audience is better than that. They drive Lamborghinis. Yeah. <laughs> no Porsches. They don't like Lamborghinis. I know our audience drives Porsches. Okay. So, a lot of concepts, interesting concepts Honda did. Toyota showcased some of it, uh, its concepts. Uh, Mazda showcased a concept which basically looks a futuristic version of RX-7, which, which it oddly is gonna be a successor for the MX line. Okay. Uh, so how the, is it so? It still has a rotary engine. It has a rotary engine. Yeah. Uh, it is. How is it? It, it has. It has a rotary generator. But it has a rotary motor, right? Yes, but they plan to name it MX and not RX. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know. Their naming convention breaks there, right? Their That, rotary cars are which is exactly RX. why I'm highlighting this. Okay. Anyway, so they have not said anything about it, but uh, it's it, it's why the, the good thing is they're still not giving up on rotary engines. I, yes, <laughs> Mazda is stuck with rotary engines. You know, right? Rotary was invented by some some German guy, Renkel. It's Renkel, right? It's Wenkel, Wenkel, okay, Wenkel, Wenkel engine, right? Yeah, Renkel. But like, like the um, my my point is, Germans never used it. But yes, Mazda is the only company. Mazda is somehow it's not giving up upon the. It's not giving up, and like they are like sort of 
like the japanese are known for reliability right while they continue with the with the rotary and compromise on the reliability part continuously and like uh, do very un japanese things with it right so like that that's funny to say the least but you want to talk about the acer acer car is a is a scooter scooter okay huh. well, well, you you're, you're really hopping but okay cool uh yeah more than that i want to talk about devu okay before okay before we get on to it uh the um, one of the most uh, interesting concept i won't say interesting but uh, uh say exciting in a way concert was showcased by nissan the sports car the hyper force Wow, unusual name, but but it's basically somehow it still looks like the R thirty five Godzilla GTR, okay. okay, all electric. Hmm. But they are not saying that's the R thirty six. They are not previewing the R thirty six. But the GTR R thirty five has been in production for what since two thousand seven, two thousand seven eight seven, eight seven I think okay seven years. They showcased fifteen years, sixteen years. Yes, yeah, so they showcased it. R thirty four. I remember they showcased. I think two thousand four or five. Okay, R thirty four. I think two thousand two. Anyway, could be wrong. I think it was five. We can check, but okay, that seems like lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and they uh, were competing with Porsche basically. Right. And it was launched alongside with Gran Turismo and everything. Right. Right. And R thirty five. I think came in like two thousand eight or seven. Was showcased in two thousand seven. Right. But it has been in production for sixteen years with right. very little change. Yeah, actually, you can Still consider selling? you can consider R thirty four as well. To be honest, okay, which was also fairly similar, right? Not really, but it was still very different in looks, aesthetics. But the R thirty five has been there, yeah, been forever. pretty much the same for sixteen years. So many cars have come and gone. Hmm. It's still selling. It is yes, it right? is. But people are like saying now, now just it's time. Yeah, people. Replacing. People have been saying that for a long time. Yeah, people have been saying that about it, and like people have, people love to hate on that car. Do they? People do. Yeah. Like I have never met anybody who says they don't like R thirty five. No, so that's the thing. People say that like it's a, it's an impressive car, but boring. Like that. That's how is it boring? Again, that's what I, I have never met anybody. I'm just saying what people say. Okay. Huh, I'm just saying like like. Who are these people? I don't know. <laughs> uh, these are these are major major uh, journalists. It's one of the biggest uh, competitors was the Evo six or seven Mitsubishi. It was not. It was obviously they were the biggest competitors. They were. They they were not. They were not they competing. Were. They were not competing. Godzilla was always the biggest competitor of Evo. Honestly, they they were targeting squarely at uh, Porsche. No, they were. No, they were. If you remember, uh, even in their like, I don't know what you're talking about. Even I'm, okay, even when GTR was resurrected, uh, like the GTR, right? Uh, it was actually launched with it doing a lap on Nurburgring, Nurburgring. beating GTR's time by two second. Oh, sorry, beating uh, Porsche's time by two second. Could be. Yeah, that was what they were targeting at. Right. Yeah. Huh. But maybe some better was Mitsubishi. Maybe comparisons were made with Mitsubishi, but it was like not like it's one was a sports car, one was a performance sedan. How is this not a performance sedan? Yeah. All wheel drive. It is that. It's anyway, always been there. Anyway, like like that 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 is a rally car. Anyway. That's so ra- all these cars have gone and car. come and gone, but it is still there. GTR still 
fighting it out right oh, but like not not for long i think let's see yeah what else i think like not, nothing more from from the tokyo, tokyo. show there were think, there were a bunch of sports cars showcase which uh, is getting uh, toyota showcased a couple of uh, different concepts i think there was one electric version i forgot the name but it is it, it has been projected as the successor for mr2 right yes so that's what like, like a, a bunch of sports cars but were all showcased EVs or whatever but i'm just saying like EVs might bring back a lot of stuff like we were talking yeah, earlier we about it talked about it yes yeah like rear wheel drive hatchbacks and stuff like right, that right, but right. my point is that like small sports cars out in the world hopefully some might find its way to india as well let's see yeah. so like it, that's perfectly fine if the world is going to go ev direction at no, least no i'm not saying anything it's wrong or right i'm just huh. saying the all EVs except for the mazda which was it's a hybrid it's <laughs> still rotary yeah they are entirely in the in the opposite direction and since we're talking about like uh, toyota and all so toyota is apparently now they're adopting the the manufacturing practices that tesla uses okay so basically move, like making the whole car in like a single like gigantic cast okay yeah instead of like multiple the traditional traditional hundreds of parts kind okay. of thing interesting yeah so that I mean unusual choice because for a mass production car company I mean Tesla is Tesla is but otherwise something okay quality mass production car company right. that's an unusual choice I right think. right right okay yeah because uh, it would be less repairable yep and like some of all the qualities which Toyota is generally known for exactly so I mean like this this seems like something that Volkswagen would do but not Toyota Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, like because Volkswagen in the recent years has been fairly aggressive in like cutting costs and and like giving up their right. traits. Right. And quality control is something which they have suffered. Dude, my car is rattling. Yeah, it is. My car has a minor rattle which annoys the hell out of me. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure it's not another coin sitting somewhere? No, it is not. Oh, shit, could be. <laughs> But no, but it it, it is not, not a coin. coin. I, I think I'll, I'll I'll just clear out the glove box once to confirm if it is a rattle from the dashboard only or uh, or the glove something in the glove box because usually I leave my keys in the glove box like okay. home house keys and stuff. Okay. So could be that as well. Okay. Uh, and I hope it is that. Right. I left a bottle of perfume in my glove box and I forgot. And somehow I thought I co- I couldn't figure out the rattle. Okay. Yeah, so like in in my case it happened, right? You know, uh, so the the I went for a wash and the guy found couple of coins lying around uh, the seat rails. Right, we have talked about it. Right, so <laughs> so I hope it is something like that again and not an actual rattle because that's like that's something you do not expect from a Skoda, yar. Right. But anyway, anyway, I think let's let's move on from there and. talk about india about, let's talk let's come closer to home okay let's come closer to home i want to talk about ether then okay so one very interesting very very like good development uh, is that ether is now selling in nepal as well okay yeah so it's the first country outside india where ether is selling right yes so okay. th- that's a that's a good m- development good development important development for yeah. the like ether yeah so like a major validation for them as a brand right uh, and also like it's great ke, like a, a like a upstart which which actually 
did not work on the the like sort of rebrand and like just and shitty marketing yeah no shitty marketing no rebrand and sell kind of stuff they right. did their r&d they created their right. standards they like they sort of pioneered this space for india right and are now glo- going global so this this is a matter of pride i would say it's true huh. right. so that that's a good development right and my neighbor actually bought an ev scooter and it is an ather oh nice i am not an ola which <laughs> i'm happy about <laughs> right and they chose not to ask me Uh, are, are you feeling left out no i'm happy that they still bought an ather okay. i would have said ather right okay fair yeah. enough not an ola <laughs> right right uh, also another interesting uh, development uh, so ather had uh, i think about 2 2 1/2 years ago they open source their uh, like sort of charging, charging standard right now uh, this was 2021 i believe so now bis has sort of identified that as a like they've sort of declared that as the standard for two and three wheeler charging both dc and ac okay so that's another interesting uh, development i would say okay again helping ethers case helping ethers case but also uh, so again i don't know my my understanding is limited here but like tarun mehta ethers uh, uh founder he was posting on twitter that it was a fair bit of r&d work for them right to figure out what and how like the charging system should work right and uh, like they were initially very protective of it and again again i'm i'm just quoting the the founder here okay so obviously there would be some degree of bias and overselling here probably okay uh but his claim was that they actually worked and like figured shit out initially which took them a fair bit of r&d money and okay. and time and that's when they decided to take a will open source because the standards are fairly haphazard and like maybe this will nudge in that direction and it did right so i mean i don't know like obviously take it with a pinch of salt but but important but, development but important development yeah. nevertheless right right yeah anyway i think we can move on from this yeah but i would still want to stick to two wheelers okay You remember Devu, <coughs> DCM Devu. It was DCM with DCM. It was, it was initially with DCM Devu. Oh, I, I Devu Cielo a... and Devu uh, Matiz. Yes, yes. Uh, I think both cars were ahead of time. Yeah, in like they they brought. We can say that right when yeah. in the age of Maruti 800s and Zens. Yeah, I think Cielo was the first car in India with like MPFI. Right. Cielo and Matiz also came with that. Yeah. No, anyway. Uh, that's what we remember it for right except now they are rolling out electric two wheelers okay. in india the brand has relaunched nowhere else in the world but in india i'm not aware of anywhere else in but the india they are come with in two wheelers india. yeah they are ev2 wheelers ev2 wheelers and they seem like sort of those uh, low speed moped type kind of things okay again targeting the the, the sort of uh, logistics, logistics and right. like last mile logistics and delivery and that kind of segment i believe right right right, right. but and like they they apparently plan to get into appliances and all as well eventually okay so, which is uh, unusual i don't know did you read the pr no this is this is something uh, someone else told me so i i'm not sure if how how correct this is okay. but like like this is someone 
with credentials and works in the media space so matlab i don't know maybe you would know uh but okay question is do people really remember devu for it to have any brand value brand recall them? yeah recall and like like thus the value like i'm just saying like if say videocon launches electric scooters today people might trust that more than devu uh, you get my yes, point yes I mean, people of our generation might remember Devu, but people, but people of our generation and like our, uh, what I would say, how you would define the demographics for you and I, uh-huh. they are not the target buyers for this. Right. Right. Like, and if, especially if they're uh, launching low-speed mopeds. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they are targeting people who, in a higher. What is the story, story here? Uh, somebody bought the Devu name, or what? What is it? No, it is Devu. It sells. Devu still exists. I don't know. Never read about them after that. Honestly, even I was not so curious that I would dig too much on this. Okay. Uh, it just seemed interesting that okay the brand name is coming back in the form of electric scooters. Yeah. Okay. And this this conversation I had with a bunch of people last week, and like uh, earlier today, someone was tagging me in a tweet. Okay. When uh, like from the launch event. Okay. So someone I know was at the launch event, and because I had shared in a particular group that this brand is coming back, they they tagged me in that like like group. This actually happened. Oh, nice. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But beyond that, honestly, I didn't dig too much into. Not it. very interesting, but okay. Not very Still interesting. News in it anyway. Yeah, it was news and like also just the the like the, the brand. Day but but also the 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 question about whether the brand value exists and whether that would help with anything help, at all. Right. That's my question. Help yes or no? no. Huh. Which is true. Uh, I don't think so. It's gonna help. So I'm gonna mention another brand. Okay, go on. And whether that would have a mo- like a stronger position than Devu. Okay. Acer. Yes, it would. Yeah. So Acer is also getting into electric scooters. Yeah. Okay, we were talking about it. <laughs> yes. So that's where I feel like like in terms of brand value. People will be surprised, but yes, the brand recall is there for Acer. Yes, a lot more than Devu. Better than Devu, I believe. A lot more than Devu. Yeah, yeah. because Devu barely found its way to tier two and tier three cities. Back then, yes, it did not barely right. barely did. Like I, I, I can confirm from being in a tier two city. Right. That like you had to explain to people that you have a Devu. Devu. Yeah. CLO. Yeah. So, but yes, sir. Okay, so they have showcased, they've launched. What is the story? Again, don't know. Don't in, care. Indifferent. Indifferent. Don't care. Honestly, if you bring uh, an interesting, like ultraviolet, we have spoken extensively about on this podcast. What is happening with ultraviolet? Do you think? No, they're they're just trying to sell the the same products. But ultraviolet again, ultraviolet in the long run is going to be an acquisition target for someone like TVS. Could be. Yeah, that, that But are they opening uh, dealerships in Delhi or anything? Have you heard from them? Uh, Any story? So I know someone who's involved with them in some capacity. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is this is not happening anytime soon. Okay. Uh, it is on the cards, but no, they're they're still still in South India. Yeah, very much focused there for now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that that's there. We can we can move on from this because again, all these two electric two wheelers are boring. Nobody. Not had, all of them, but yeah. 
some of them are no no all, all of these that oh, we spoke do, about do you remember uh, something you must have seen on instagram the hybrid kawasaki oh shit yes i i was like watching the video by revzilla today only okay yeah <laughs> uh, we have i think spoken about that uh, hybrid kawasaki earlier on the podcast did we yeah we did uh, we, we, did. we you talked about, no we talked about the electric kawasaki no that was in the last episode only but like four hybrid five episodes yes, yes, mind, you mind. did dude I you, did you are old like like okay you are too ha huh, but but like, you are forgetting now <laughs> yeah but uh, finally we got to see some performance videos at least not right right uh, it it uh, accelerated faster than the zx10r 10r yes which it is, is pretty impressive and which is understandable but to, also to like 10r 10r is something with like very tall gearing right with tall gearing and like not designed to be quick off the line it is i mean it is quick in the absolute terms but yes. i'm just saying it is still a very fast motorcycle it is like it, like it still needs wheelie control and everything to put the it, front it wheel is, down it is it is it is but it is very fast of the ha, line ha but matlab my my point is it is still uh, like a proper sport bike sport bike with very tall gearing right. as sports bike do mm-hmm. but yes nevertheless the hybrid, hybrid actually flies away. away yes it does like it literally makes the zx10r look slow, slow. of the line pretty much like tesla versus yeah. any supercar yeah at least for like the first 30 40 kilometers no mm-hmm. 30 40 sorry 30 40 meters <laughs> <laughs> okay it, now it, you, now you know you're old <laughs> yeah. like for the first 30 40 meters it it does uh, it, it accelerates pretty quickly which is pretty impressive it yeah. doesn't look very nice yeah i actually watched the video multiple times like okay zx 10r is moving slow like okay no the, the 10r is not moving slow <laughs> yeah. it yeah uh, so, so i think that's about it from two wheels right cool cool okay we'll we'll jump back to four wheels and without humans now okay you remember argo ai yes i do we have talked about it quite extensively we have right yeah. what is the last last conversation you remember shut it down right yeah and that was not long back right not long back yeah couple of months back couple of months six back. months five six months probably back. yes yeah. uh, so there is a new development there okay okay so you remember why why argo ai shut down ford i think uh, pulled out right yeah ford and volkswagen they were volkswagen, about to right. go both of them right, right, right. and and ford said ke it's it's tougher than putting man on the moon and like shit like that remember those things yeah yeah but like i remember that phrase because that that's a unusual comparison mm-hmm. to make uh, so was the latest development there okay so they had raised about 3 and a half billion right which is understandable obviously driverless uh, is a very r&d heavy and they did a lot of r&d right that's they what they did and they had good products right running um but also at that point we were we, we spoke about this like obviously even like four and four is saying this space is tough right it it must really be tough but also because we were promised driverless by 2020 and like 2022 but tesla i do like not tesla i mean like other uh, companies as well but uber, tesla was the huh, but like uber uber, huh. uber promised that vebo said uber was powered by argo ai right uber was not uber i think no uh, argo argo was backed by lift okay uh, uber had its own shit going right right uber had its own shit going uh, cruise was general motors cruise was general motors yes. right ha huh. but uh, uber was involved with volvo right hmm. right anyway but, anyway anyway, anyway yeah. moving on so there is this new company which is called stack av okay 
which is by the same team so it's argo ai with different clothes it's argo ai with a new name okay. and focusing on trucks instead of cars this time okay and i think so this has been a while actually i was supposed to pick this up for the last episode of the podcast but uh, we had so much stuff and like we got carried away talking about moto gp so much right that i did not bring this up this is actually like one and a half month old news okay but softbank has funded this stack av with a 1 billion dollar seed round <laughs> okay yeah i, I like we struggle to see 1 million seed rounds but this is 1 billion seed dollar. round uh and the team is actually pretty much the same okay so argo had about like 150 people most of those people are actually uh, like right into uh, stack av okay so so i mean like this this seems uh this seems sort of interesting like ford and everyone funded the the initial right. r&d But this also proves they were sitting on something good. I mean, Argo, Argo was, I think, was at, at all points seemed like one of the front runners. Right, 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 right. It almost always uh, seemed like the front runners, but like it. Till the time it all came crashing down, because Ford, because of and Ford, and Ford pulled their yeah, and like less than like seven eight months in. They're the same again, team yeah. same company same tech i'm assuming they are like they they're starting something new because obviously softbank sees something there right okay. uh, so i mean that, that's that's uh, interesting and I, i don't know honestly i don't know what to read into this right because but don't you think trucks and commercial vehicles it makes more sense that they have driverless technology But rather than what, cars, what, what, what do you refer to when uh, you say commercial they, but what do you refer to when you say I'm commercial i'm saying trucks minivans things like that right okay huh. which generally operate on highways not narrow lanes not neighborhood roads things like that where things are get more tricky and on familiar set routes right right that's more important i right, think right right yeah so like like the ones in factory compounds the one in mines right right even on highways like things like you know highways obviously matlab like that's the next logical progression right and it's easier for them to you know build the technology there absolutely true right and then maybe get into the start you know fine tuning it into cars makes sense absolute sense but also uh, i mean like the whole argo ai winding up felt odd because Waymo yeah, we, and, we talked about it right yeah waymo and cruise and everyone was like running right. full time uh, sort of tests there and in between all of that that happened but yes i i absolutely agree with the points you're making and i think we have spoken about this in the past like yeah this this makes sense obviously moving the commercial logistics direction logistics, first right makes sense and then you move into moving people yeah yeah makes total sense but since we're talking about this cruise cruise yes uh, i think a lot of interesting videos coming around cruise like i have not seen the video you saw and you told me about it Which oh, one? the cruise. We talked about the funny video which we saw. The traffic jam. The traffic jam. We talked about it in the last. We episode. talked about that. There was another one after that where uh, a cruise car was taking a right turn. Uh huh. In US, obviously, right turn is free. Right. And uh, a car f- coming from the opposite side of the road, which had to take a left turn, honked and then blocked the cruise car and like just flew past. Okay. And obviously, the car yielded. Okay. 
I've not seen the video. Yeah. But I've not seen the video where it met with an accident where the predestined was a predestined was involved. Yes. So that which is the topic we which is, we're talking about. Which is the topic we're talking about. Yes. So the video like the initially just like very small few seconds clip came out where uh, you can see a, a cruise a car crashing into a pedestrian who's on the ground and dragging like sort of dragging yes okay. sort of sort of matlab yeah that would be dragging honestly yes. yeah. that would be count as dragging because what i've read from the news the pedestrian was dragged some 20 feet or 30 feet something like that it i don't think it okay ha it, that's what the news says uh 20 30 feet it was not Anyway, 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 but like, like there was, there was dragging. Yes, there was dragging. Anyway. Nevertheless, the, the, irrespective of the distance. But like, more details came after the so video. So details went came immediately that the the crash was not initiated by uh, the the autonomous car, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fucking low bar. But uh, <laughs> okay, I, I mean, like, yes, again, like we we have spoken about this. The argument is not about driverless cars being safer than the average driver right the argument like what we want is driverless cars safer than the safest driver exactly yes right because in my head i am better than the average driver mm-hmm. like at least in our country i can very confidently say that right i'm better than okay the bar is very low the bar is very low yes yeah. that's why that's why i'm speaking with a lot of confidence yes Right. Like you and I are better than the average driver. We have better trained reflexes. We have better practices that we follow on while right. driving. And, and we follow rules. Yeah. I mean, like speeding, okay. But yeah. Except that. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and if you are asking me to trade my control, yield my control for something that is better than average. I won't. Yes, that's a compromise for right, me. Right, that's right. a compromise for me. And obviously, there is another... That's a step down. That's a step down. Right. And I'm just saying, even if you're promising not better than the best, but just better than me, even then it would be harder for me to yield control. Right. Because, uh, because of a bias of luck. Right. Like people feel they'll have better luck than the average than what other people have than what the data would suggest right that's why people buy lottery tickets right right but anyway moving on so this crash actually happened because a normal car driven by a human crashed into a pedestrian okay but a cruise car that was there went over the pedestrian and crashed like like dragged the pedestrian right and eventually had to be pulled away by uh, like the the fire truck and everything. The the car the Waymo car didn't uh, the cruise car didn't stop. It it did it did eventually. But initially it did. But like like they had to like get the fire truck involved and everything to to pull what is <laughs> to pull that out pedestrian out of the from below the car. Right. And right. there have been multiple instances in the past. Obviously, we've spoken about that with right them intervening into um, the like first responders right right so now uh, the the california has suspended the operations of cruise altogether altogether entirely which is a massive setback for massive setback and like without any set timelines right right they've just asked them till to, the time they, so it it was triggered by the thing that uh, they said cruise has not provided them with the footage they they withheld you know the footage so i don't know i'm, I'm reading like both of it like because there uh, there are news articles I'm reading where uh, there are statements from folks at Cruise as well. Okay. Who are claiming they provided the footage and they're like fully cooperating. Okay. But yes, initially. But California DMV has something else to say. 
they said like they 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 held on to some footage I, I, so it, I, i don't know it, it was not directly quoted but like it was reported in a way ke uh partial okay. footage came out and stuff like that okay okay ha so it's sort of murky so i'll not comment too much on that but it's a massive setback for it is who is yeah. any which way yeah but i think uh it like part of this this uh suspension allows them to continue with the with the testing with uh with backup drivers okay uh, it allows that it, it only stops the fully autonomous, fully autonomous okay right so but but still like the, it sort of indicates how tough a tough a problem it, it is, is to solve it is i know uh, more so with so many videos that we we see uh coming out now yeah so uh, i mean yeah but it, it's unusual and i i don't think we are anywhere like okay forget we are not <laughs> 2022 forget 2020 forget 2024 i don't think we are like at least we are still probably like 4 5 years away from this maybe more than that maybe more maybe so my, i told you right my brother was involved in it and he told me the complexity involved so anyway that is true i think i think let's let's uh, pick the our, our last, last topic for this episode topic, yes and bring this to a close right what do you want to talk about i want to talk about one thing we uh both dislike in common which is which is excessively large overweight suvs yes yes we do okay but before that i actually want to talk about something a conversation we had away from a mic okay okay uh, is your changing opinion on crossovers ha <laughs> interesting yes i hated crossover i have talked about it a lot right uh <laughs> now that i've bought a crossover for my mom i thought it would be uh, i don't like crossover but i see the point now i mean okay so seeing the point was like always there I no think. i didn't see the point i mean i i did see from a, from a beginner's angle it's i saw could be yeah because like beginners feel more comfortable when they are able to see more right and like a crossover allows them to sit slightly higher right giving them the feeling of more control right so sitting higher obviously i don't like you know that i still like the seating position of a sedan right true but uh, high ground clearance that i somehow allows you to be a reckless driver not reckless but go over bumps things like that Uh, at speed at speed yes how would you describe that in a single word reckless reckless <laughs> slightly you know less concerned about you know going slow over bumps no i i bumps, i, I like understand that. i think i think this is sort of the same kind of transition uh, that we had when we first bought the expels right like like earlier we would bother about every single pothole and every single speed bump right and suddenly we had a vehicle with which we could be a bit more yeah so my nexon is not not not, not that expos, level right? not that level but like i still prefer a proper suv over a crossover of course but i don't hate crossover the way i hated it before buying one okay okay i see some benefits of it right i do Right. Okay. So you are also not. But also, I'm happy that I bought a used uh, Nexon, which was built in 2019, because the newer Nexons are pretty horrible. We have seen that, right? We have seen. Uh, a friend the... of mine has bought the new Nexon like a couple of days back. Okay. And uh, what all is falling apart? Uh, as of yet, nothing. But we have oh, seen so many videos like 
the the quality control and everything has gone oh of course like, has gone i don't know if it was ever 2019 i'm saying my next one it is still yeah so like that's a piece that is right even uh, cars from that like year the quality control even my uh, the the ev that i drove i told you right yeah the quality control was there everything is still you know maybe not falling apart maybe but yeah but like, the like newer like, nexons and harrier safaris tata the quality control has gone down like okay in the last year and this year i know three people who bought nexons unhappy very unhappy right and like all three are facing a different issues so yeah that way i'm saying like mm. still okay fair fair i think even uh, there are videos already coming around of the new nexon new nexon the screens new, are, screens are like misaligned the new harrier the new safari media units Me, oh being, yes there was this video by sirish, sirish yeah. uh which had the harrier uh, steering misaligned yes and i think stuff coming around coming things out falling apart yeah, things falling apart already in the media unit which was like the initial units that were given out for test and a lot of other people have all said as well like the the controls not working properly and that, that that's something we have seen extensively obviously media unit i'm talking about the media unit oh, okay yeah okay that's... the ac control things not working properly you know okay but yeah they're trying to you know it's it's more like a you remember balics like 89 years back uh the market was flooded with chinese smartphones that had everything in it right like cost effective but had everything but a lot of it didn't work yeah the newer tata products feel like that <laughs> they look nice they have all the features but somehow most of it don't work <laughs> you you're gonna you're gonna get us uh, like sort of cancelled on twitter <laughs> by tata fan boys Yeah, by Tata fan. I like only Tata product, so somehow no, it doesn't help. Doesn't help, dude. Like one fine day, I I shared a, um, I I would say controversial opinion around Tata. Okay. On uh, X. On X, yes, okay. not Twitter. And I was attacked left and right. I shared the same on Instagram, and I was also attacked by a lot of. What ta- are you saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I just said Very that. Were you abused? Huh? Were you abused? Were you given death threats? No. Okay. No, not that bad. Not so it's not bad. as bad as Tesla. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Or probably, probably people could see that I was not wrong. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't work in the case of Tesla, no. It doesn't. No matter how okay, properly so, reasoned your argument is. Yeah. Yeah, actually, want to come back, come back to Tesla because you mentioned it. Okay. Uh, how can we end the episode without talking about without Tesla? talking about Tesla? Of yeah. course. Uh, so, uh, it. we have already like obviously we have spoken about like that the buyer segment for tesla is not a typical car guy yeah right and like more often than not they come from so many times we have had the same discussion on it right, right. but i i still uh, sort of feel baffled at how how people like sort of glorify very trivial stuff right uh, like couple of days back with a couple of weeks back probably i was on twitter x uh where a tesla sort of fan account with like ridiculously high following was praising about how brilliant of a feature uh ambient lighting is <laughs> yes and as like dude you are talking about a 100000 dollar car more than that more if it is a tesla s plaid then obviously it is much more expensive right and i think that is something you get in a 20000 dollar car yeah 
right is you get it then yeah but like like the point is uh, a lot of the tesla buyers they they come from fairly trivial vehicles and they trivial vehicles <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah well, like like prius or like ford focus or shit like that right and they moved up to this right and they've not seen what the the, the segment offers otherwise right and they feel baffled by so much of basic shit that it's it's just amusing right it's just amusing like like how can i mean it, it's fine obviously emit lighting looks nice right. but it's like a fucking basic obvious feature that has existed forever and right. like right now exists in some of the cheapest cars right and that is amusing people in a 120000 dollar car right so which is which is like amusing and cute i would say it's cute yeah. yeah it is cute but you've seen that before we've seen, seen that multiple times but like I, i still am not able to process like how can people be so ignorant that they do not know about something as basic as this how are you surprised have you not met apple fanboys they uh, yeah that is also true that is also true so that's just yeah. a repetition like, like like so many people have told me now already that how apple has a log video mode now deja vu yeah which which and like also earlier people taught me about retina displays so yeah i understand i understand obviously there is a major uh, sort of overlap in in behavior there true hmm. but anyway uh, so last topic the last suvs topic? we were talking about suvs yes uh, so we we don't see the point of owning an suv till the time we are actually into offroading and properly into you know right if we don't we don't use it we don't buy it exactly right like if you remember when i was uh, going out to buy a car yeah uh, obviously among cars there were not many other options that i was considering i was considering this only yeah but i was considering you had a look at a pickup pickup truck a pickup truck and a suv thar as well right if you remember i considered that as well you did i did yes okay. i remember of uh-huh. pickup truck because pick but we had a proper use case for it pick in case of pickup truck i had a proper use case like yes. the, the idea was that we would be able to carrying our motorcycles put our motorcycles on it and yes take places uh thar i considered but i thought ke it is not like that off road capable right out of the box right and i would then have to go down another spiral of throwing so much money on it right to make it actually properly off road capable and i was not sure whether i'll it would still be able to outperform a, uh, the joy of offroading a motorcycle right so i decided against that plus the general buyer segment of that i did not that want to associate it with associate with that yeah uh, but, but anyway anyway, anyway huh. we so, we both agree to the fact that if you don't use it don't buy it yeah but uh, obviously the the whole bunch of defenders and g wagons and uh, your they're still lifestyle products they're the lifestyle even let's let's talk about endeavors and fortuners endeavors fortuners they all of them yeah but obviously uh, same, cars as well <laughs> yeah same same with us like you've got pickup trucks running around Everywhere. as like your daily products yeah but okay so colorado is uh, uh, like working on introducing a law which would add uh, i would say certain fee for owners of large suvs okay okay the that's I- when you buy the suv that's i think uh, supposed to be an annual fee the the, Achha, the, okay. the specifics the nuances are still okay. being worked okay. out okay uh, but the the basic idea is that obviously these gigantic 8000 9000 pound like and with evs obviously like suvs are getting even, even heavier, heavier even heavier, even yes. heavier. and they are unsafe for pedestrians and cyclists 
right more so than like typical car car right right and obviously we've already heard a lot about problems with uh, these suvs that uh, people are having accidents where they're crashing into kids because they actually cannot see over the the hood okay there have been instances like that so like like in general they're obviously unsafe right uh, relatively more unsafe for pedestrians and for cyclists right so the idea is that this fee will go towards uh, improving the infra for pedestrians and cyclists okay thoughts hmm interesting i mean it's 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 a good move I, i'll say yeah it again starts the conversation which didn't exist it did not yes because people would just like be like okay this has a pedestrian crash rating and that's right, it right, but beyond right. that the conversations were not there right but it also puts a sort of a taboo on owning suvs i hope it does uh, but i i i doubt people give a shit uh but yes i as I, of I, yet yes as don't. of as of now they they do not uh so the the fee is fairly nominal apparently which is um so it is going to work out so th- it's based on weight i think okay and even for like the absolute gigantic shit which is hamari v okay uh, which is i think 9000 pounds similar to that ridiculous right it's ridiculous but uh the fee is going to work out to only like 30 dollars a year okay. which is a bigger joke than the yoke <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh and uh Colorado is expecting only to get about 20 million dollars a year from this. That's it. Which is not a lot because like like okay these for the entire state obviously it's nothing. Yeah, it's not a lot. So right. even now what I said now what are your thoughts on this? Uh Okay. At least it's a start. I'll say that. Fear that, that exactly my thought that, that that that's why I asked because obviously it's pe- a start in the right direction I'll say right because mostly people are like this this fee is not gonna make a difference and I agree it's not gonna make a difference it's a minuscule amount thirty dollar is like won't even call it a rounding error in their annual expense it's not even a rounding error in their daily daily expense, expense right right but you have toll fee more than that yeah but uh, at least this sort of starts a conversation that this at least puts it under a under a marker where others will look down at suv owners hopefully that like these are entitled uh, brats who are driving around this despite knowing it is unsafe for pedestrian because right. like by now i think a lot of people did not um, identify the fact that these they are like very unsafe for pedestrians right 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 i think it's very uh, this uh, we can draw an analogy with diesel cars right okay how like before putting you know uh, excessive taxation on it and things like that people were very readily interested okay. in buying diesel cars fair then you started a conversation around it now people are like looking at like okay no i don't want a diesel i want a maybe car. okay i, I yes i, I something, see your something point. Like yes it, it fair fair valid point yeah. also i think like the the fee right now is nominal like not but yeah obviously you can but like at least in once the future in the future they can they'll probably increase right. they can probably increase um i don't know how much it will discourage i hope it does to some degrees at 30 dollars no it won't no no at 30 like but like okay 30 dollars is not the point right the conversation is the point like like right. just being 
like sort of walking around with a declaration because like when everyone knows a fee like this exists like when everyone is informed that there is something wrong with buying a suv for like crawling right. around the city um at that point like it's inducing a guilt yes of buying something which is buying like, something which is harmful for others right like it, it's almost like like it's like like smoking is <coughs> looked down right it's almost like that mm. like okay you're doing something which is up, uh, impacting the people around you as well when you're smoking it like, this is going to be like that so good start by colorado right obviously right now the numbers do not add much value or make any sense but in the long run I'm, this this feels like a, a hopeful thing right i hope india chooses to do something like that oh no <laughs> we hope we can hope yeah really? because like the the problem is the regulations that we have for suvs are ridiculous right like what qualifies as suv here when that that doesn't really discourage large suvs as such because everything from like a, a 15 16 lakh segment above is qualified as that and i think that's about it for this episode right uh we covered a lot not as much of motorsports as we usually do but we still did <laughs> we still did surprisingly we still did like we started this um episode talking that we do not have anything to talk right. about motorsports and we yet we went on for like 20 minutes uh nevertheless i i think even the next race will not be very interesting no interesting or not i don't think i'll end up watching it because right. it's mexico Again, it's right. mexico okay. different time zone yes, yes becomes yes. too much pain but motor gps it's going to be interesting uh where is it this time uh i don't know <laughs> i don't wow. remember wait oh sorry it's this weekend in uh thailand ah okay good yeah yeah उटेक